was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And uh, I am glad to be in his presence uh, this morning. How about you? Thank God for everything, everything and everything. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. And we just thank God for another merciful day, good day that the Lord uh, has made. And we're wearing our Be Grateful shirt, right? And uh, that's what we're doing today. We're going to be grateful for everything <clears throat> because our God is good, right? And um, Scripture says today that uh, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, um, let Israel not say, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. That's uh, verse uh, 1 through 3, Psalms 124. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? You know, we don't really know where we'd be if it hadn't been for the goodness of God and the grace of God. And, uh, you know, just God, uh, period, you know, uh, boy, these people are crazy. What's going on with uh, Joe Biden and this stuff that's happening now? And all of the governors are agreeing with it, that it's okay. You know, go ahead and uh, just starve the people. No oil, no food. Well, Revelation chapter 6, 5 is coming to pass, right? I would say that that's what's happening now. It just looks like it. But anyway, uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Biden banning Russian oil. Why are we dependent on Russian oil? You know, I took a trip to Alaska some years ago when we were able to actually travel. And, you know, besides it being very beautiful and all of the natural resources that were just around us for miles and miles and miles and miles. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's amazing. And then I, I noticed that there was land, you know, spread now so far and wide. But this land was everywhere, you know, and I said, wow. This does not look like the earth is overpopulated, nor does it look like we are out of resources. And so I, I looked at that and I was amazed to see so much land. But then I asked the crew about the land and I said, why come they just can't put oil wells out here? And they said, well, of course, you know, it's natural. And they don't want to destroy the natural environment. Besides that, they said that uh, OPEC and all of the oil companies have actually bought up all of this land in Alaska. <clears throat> A land everywhere. And they bought up all the land and they actually have oil reserves or land where they keep oil reserves without actually producing any oil at all. They just keep a uh, this land and just hold on to it. 
so there in the in the land there is oil there is coal there is all sorts of resources in there and you could take it without even touching the natural environment there would be so much uh, it's just so much land you know but really if I were a shrewd businessman and I had a product that I was selling and you know let's just say that I was selling uh, t-shirts and I, I sold t-shirts it would be beneficial for me as a businessman to make sure that you only buy the t-shirts from me at the price that I set it at however if I were to allow someone else to come and bring their t-shirt shop next to mine's and sell it at a lower price then I'm not a very good businessman so the best thing for me to do is to buy the land the property around me so that no one can actually open a t-shirt shop next to me so I can keep the price of my t-shirts up you get what I'm saying I'm just thinking about you know the price of this oil it's artificially actually produced it's not the oil is uh, something that comes as a natural resource it it probably is as plentiful as water but when I was uh, growing up in 1972 they said by this time by the year 2090 or 1990 when I was you know 12 years old I remember them saying that the price of oil that would be so high and that we were running out of oil and that fuel would there would be no more fuel and uh, eventually I think by 1990 everyone would be uh, in flying machines or flying cars or whatever and there wouldn't be no such thing as fossil fuel well you know that's a all of that's just hoaxy, hokey too Anyway, get your coffee. Uh, coffee with Jesus makes me feel good. I don't know how it makes you feel, but it makes me feel good. I thank God for this day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, God, for this time together. I pray for everyone that's watching this broadcast that uh, they'd have a good day today. Bless them. Bless us. Forgive us for our shortcomings. And, uh, uh, we, we pray that you bless us. Keep, keep the blessings coming, Lord. Through these difficult times, we ask that you deliver us from evil. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And uh, Coffee with Jesus, uh, we were reminded that Coffee with Jesus stands for Christ offers forgiveness for everyone, everywhere. And we are having Coffee with Jesus this morning. Anyway, um, Somebody sent me a scripture on that. They said, uh, let no one judge you in what you eat or drink. So I, f I feel pretty good now. Anyway, uh, good morning to you that's out there. Um, yeah. Looks like the crew is here. And hello. Uh, everyone saying hello to each other. Set Sona. Ether, good morning. Shani, good morning. Moniki, good morning. You enjoying your coffee too? Monique. Monica. Okay, good. And, and Justine, she's got coffee up. Good morning, Justine. Uh, Riri, 
How are you doing this morning? And Marilyn, uh, let's see. Marilyn, God bless you. Cat O, good morning. Want to say a special shout out to Carlos. Uh, he hit me up this morning with a, a morning blessing, you know. Uh, before I even woke up this morning, I noticed that he texted me and uh, gave a wonderful contribution. God bless him to uh, keeps things going. He puts something in the coffee can. And anytime you can put something in a coffee can, it's a blessing. It is a blessing. So anyway, good morning to all of you. And uh, let's get on with it. Let's talk about this whole thing about uh, Joe Biden and the uh, black horse, the black horse of revelation. Um, revelation 6. So uh, there will be a black horse that will be released after, uh, well, you know, there's the red horse of war, and then there's the black horse, which is uh, of starvation, and then there's the pale horse of death, uh, there is the, the white horse that comes out, the white horse is the first one to come out with uh, the crown to go out and conquer. And I think that the war is on us, not on uh, Russia. I, I actually think the war is on us. And so we have all of these horses coming out now. And it seems that, you know, they were saying in, um, that they were going to uh, do this whole thing with um, Biden uh, said that he was going to ban Russian oil. I I. I, I I'm really confused about that because we have a lot of oil wells here in Oklahoma, where I'm at. As a matter of fact, uh, we are in Oklahoma. It's about uh, 6.53 a.m. in the morning on March the 9th, <clears throat> and 26 degrees. How about that? It's going to get up, get back up there uh, from what I understand. But uh, just going back to what we was talking about with this whole thing with Biden, uh, he's going to, right now, all of the governors are in agreement. The governor of Oklahoma is in agreement. He thinks that it's a great idea. All the rich people think it's a great idea to ban oil from Russia. See them gas prices rise. Get right on up there, right? But everybody that's being chauffeured around, I don't think they're going to be affected by this. Uh, possibly not people even in the world news, and especially not Oprah Winfrey's friend. Now this ban is expected to increase gas prices in the United States, which you already know has hit an all-time high. Weijia Zhang is at the White House. We're waiting for the president's announcement any minute now. I know, Weijia, they've given the two-minute warning. Warning. What can you tell us? Well, we see him walking in the door, Weijia, so stand by for just a second. We'll go to Come President Joe Biden right now. Today, I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. This is a move that has... Yeah, another powerful blow to the war on people. The war is not against Putin. Putin's not going to hurt. Biden certainly is not going to hurt. And uh, <clears throat> the skirt over here is not going to hurt. She's not going to hurt uh, Oprah's friend. 
I suppose they're friends. I don't know what, what's going on between her and Oprah. But they're not going to hurt all of these people, these actors, um, are just basically uh, coming out. Uh, lizards. Lizards. The reptiles are coming. Warning. What can you tell us? Well, we see him walking in the door, Weijia, so stand by for just a second. We'll go to President Joe Biden right now. Today, I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. This is a move that has strong bipartisan support in the Congress and, I believe, in the country. Americans have rallied support, have rallied to support the Ukrainian people and made it clear we will not be part of subsidizing Putin's war. This made, we made this decision in close consultation with our allies and our partners around the world, particularly in Europe, because a united response to Putin's aggression has been my overriding focus to keep all NATO and all of the EU and our allies totally united. We're moving forward with this ban, understanding that many of our European allies and partners may not be in a position to join us. The United States produces far more oil domestically than all of European, all the European countries combined. In fact, we're a net exporter of energy. So we can take this step when others cannot. But we're working closely with Europe and our partners to develop a long-term strategy to reduce their dependence on Russian energy as well. Bipartisan. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he, at least that, you know, that's the truth, uh, that we have a lot of oil. We have actually a lot of oil. We have been blessed. This country is very blessed. And so... When it comes to it, the question is why, why are we even dependent on Russian oil anyway? But again, you know what you know what I said. You know uh, what we were we were looking at just the other day uh, with the whole thing that uh, I was I showed you. You know all those pictures of um, people at attending the big gala Klaus Schwab's party where everybody was uh, invited except for us. We were, we were not invited. Oh, Black Horse Revelation. Revelation 6 rides. Man, oil starved the people. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's why they sometimes they get me. Uh, anyway, yeah, so we had um, that, and then let's go over here and take a look at um, this. Well, now there's Klaus Schwab's and uh, all of the all of the people together. Klaus Schwab's, Putin, Klaus Schwab's, you know, um, Canada, Klaus Schwab's, America, Klaus Schwab's, Donald Trump. And so we have all of these people together, and, and, and it's a big club, and you ain't in it. And so we have uh, all of them at the World Economic Forum, and they all agree on one thing, that we're going to keep the money to ourselves. You will own nothing, we will own nothing, and be happy. 
and Klaus is organizing this, Mr. Schwab, all the rich people, all the rich people, they're not going to be hurt by the price of oil going up or the price of food. Well, you know, look at that. Don't they look chummy? And then, then there he, there's Klaus in his nice outfit. Yeah, so anyway, as we look at this and we think about all of this stuff, um, you know, um, going, just looking at these people, realize <clears throat> that something's up. <clears throat> the world is not really out of control. Um... Russia has been made the bad guy in order to push forward an agenda. But all of these people are great friends. Oh, we're just having such a good time. Oh, don't you remember? We all went to Klaus's house and we all had, we all were sitting around and Putin told the funniest stories, funniest jokes. As a matter of fact, he probably told him in English. But I don't know. Strange. Meanwhile, they're trying to get uh, men to kiss and cuddle and stand around naked, even though straight men often kiss and cuddle, according to the new research. <laughs> oh, boy. And your mind is being put under control. That's basically what's happening here. So yeah, the, the uh, black horse of revelation, that's what's going on here, the black horse. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> let's see if I can go to it. Oh, there it is there. Uh, revelation 6, 5, and when they had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, come and see. And I beheld and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard the voice in the midst of the beast say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see that you hurt not the oil or the wine. Basically, oil and wine have to do with luxury, and they are not necessities. You don't really need it. People need it, of course, you know, we need it because, um, you know, you have to warm your houses and you have to also uh, buy gas to get to work and back and forth. And also the trucks need it because trucks need oil in order to deliver products to the supermarkets. But because of the scarcity that will be, the scarcity of products, <clears throat> obviously, uh, you know, <clears throat> obviously we're going to have problems getting the necessities of life, which is barley, wheat, food products, right? And following that, you know, you said, I heard a voice, uh, the fourth horse come to see, and the pale horse will be death following that. And there'll be a lot of people will be killed by a fourth of part of the earth will be killed by the sword, hunger, and hunger. Hunger and death. 
And so there'll be hunger and death coming, hunger and death as a result of the artificial push by the black horse to release, to be released upon the earth to bring um, bring scarcity. That's basically what's happening. Scarcity. And Klaus Schwab says that we'll own nothing and we'll be happy. And he's he's really seeing to that right now. Uh, all of the things seem to be working right together. Everybody's working together. And um, I don't mean I don't mean any harm, guys. But looks like a bunch of white guys here. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I mean, good golly, Miss Molly, what's going on here? Big club, and you ain't in it. Okay, I know I got a lot of white brothers, but I'm telling you, these guys here are just, oh man. What's going on with the Europeans here? And the Eurasian. Well, then we got to have the Asians in it, too, because uh, pretty soon Xi Jinping will be showing up at these parties. I haven't seen him at the party yet, but he'll be there. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy what's going on. Let's see here. I like... Uh, Let's see here, Sovereign. I had another report from Sovereign. Uh, he he just put out a report, talked about uh, what's going on. Let's see what he's saying. We are putting the social. Ben Swine. Back into social media. Welcome. Uh oh, Ben, what's going the on with you? Circles. Sovereign Circles is our new... Skip it. Seems like just about every American is so outraged about this idea of war, Russia invading Ukraine, and civilian casualties. Did you know that 326,000 bombs and missiles were dropped by the United States in the last 20 years on countries around the world? We're going to get into a much longer episode about this coming up in our next Truth in Media episode to give you all the stats here. But we ignore the fact the United States has been responsible for millions of casualties around the world over the last 20 years by incessantly bombing countries in Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, and the country of Yemen, where the worst genocide in the world is taking place right now at the hands of the Saudis and the United States is supplying the arms for it. Did you know that since February of 2020, almost 3,500 bombing attacks have taken place around the world? and that's been at the hands of the United States. The civilian casualties in those cases has been staggeringly high. So why don't Americans care? Is it apathy or is it that you're being lied to by the media who only tells you when to care about civilians and when to care about war? Yeah, that's a good report too. Boy, I'm telling you, he really hit a bunch of issues right there. Seems like uh, they, we've been carrying on war, 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 war. And starving people and being the perpetrator of the black horse riding throughout the world. And I guess it's our turn now here in America, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. What's going on over here? You guys are really just really talking here. What's happening? I can't, I can't keep up. You guys are going too fast. 
<laughs> what a, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Nick M. Crush uh, evil with kindness. Amen to that. I, amen. I agree. Brian Wu, God bless. You a tweet. And uh, let's see. Carol Obala. <clears throat> China and Russia, is Russia, Iran, among others, China has its eyes on Taiwan more than ever now. I don't know. I don't know if they are all working together. I think the leadership is all working together. That's the thing. It's so crazy. They Remember, Klaus said that they had actually um, gone into the cabinets of just about everybody. So it's it's to me, <laughs> to me, it just seems like they're all working together. I I, I could be wrong. Seems like maybe somebody is not working with them. You say, Laura, you say I'm white and I'm not welcome here. Oh, quit. Laura, you know that. I'd call it if it was all black people, you know. I, you know I've done that. So quit. You're, you're welcome here. God bless. Anyway, yeah, uh, but it's so crazy what's going on here, you know. And the, the people... Uh, you know, the, the people that are in charge are a bunch of rich people. That's really what it is. You know, if we look at it, look at it like that, you know, you could say that they're all in on it. Everybody that's rich, uh, black, white alike, all of the sports athletes, the um, movies, celebrities, um, anybody that's got money, they really don't care, you know. So, um, yeah. I'll quit. Let's see. Who is this? I watch every day for months. Just don't comment that I'm white. So I guess I can't anymore. It hurts. Oh, Lord. Well, all right. I'm sorry, guys. But uh, it is it is what it is, though. I tell you this. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. And I think what, what's going on, though, again, is coming out of a lot of the European nations now. Uh, we just don't have that kind of power going on in the, in the poor countries. We just don't. And we have to, you know, we have to do it. We, we have to understand that, look, we are, going, we are in a situation where now uh, we are in the middle of a a very terrible situation, very menacing. Uh, but there are a lot of people all over that are going to be hurt by this. And it's going to drop on the poorer countries first. And then after that, it's going to move on. And really, yeah, it doesn't matter whether or not we're black, white, or brown, or purple, or whatever. I agree with you, Justine. But again, as we look at this whole thing, we got a big club and we're not in it. We got a real big club and we are not in it. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna keep on uh, with the whole white comment, huh? Well, you didn't say that when I was talking about the whole thing about you know uh, black people, you know, committing more crime than anybody else. We talked about that. And uh, we talked about a lot of other things. The Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. We talked about that. 
so you guys know that I love you. So I'm not talking about that, but I am saying that it is one big club and it is run out of uh, a ideology of the Hitler movement. And the Hitler movement was all about, when the Hitler movement was on, it was all about the super race dominating the world. And that whole ideology came out of the Hitler movement and the um, Aryan race trying to uh, eliminate every other group of people on the earth. And that's just basically the way it was. So, you know, we have to make sure that we at least call it what it is. Let's call it what it is and let's say what we're looking at. Because these people, these people's ultimate goal is to do ethnic cleansing. And that's what they do. So anyway, God bless is just a comment. But anyway, let's get on back to what, we, what the real thing is. The real agenda is, what is God saying about all of this? What is God letting us know about all of this? And scripture is letting us know right out of scripture here that we're looking at uh, the unfolding of the uh, black horse. The black horse is coming out and uh, he comes out with the scale and the scale comes out and he has balances in his hand. And these balances are telling us right off the bat, letting us know right off the bat that, you know, uh, we are in a situation where there's going to be less food and higher prices of fuel. And I know, again, I have a son that actually is in trucking. And right now he's trying to deliver products to different uh, states. And uh, he actually does the, you know, the, the uh, what do you call, I think he uh, sets up the trucks to actually deliver. So he's do, he does the dispatch. And his biggest problem now is getting fuel price included into how much it costs for each driver to deliver products. And so there's going to be a scarcity put on the stores as a result of that because now products have to uh, come at a higher price. And I want you to check this out. And I was looking at this just the other day. Um... Here it was. This was this was an old article that said it started last year. They call the grocery stores items getting smaller. It's not your eyes. It's shrinkflation. And so the the product, if you notice in your packages, the packages are actually getting smaller. This, uh, I mean, not the packages, the packages are getting bigger, but what's inside the packages is getting less. In cereal boxes, in ice cream containers, you know, I, I, I think I went and I got some, um, some ice cream and then when I got uh, some ice cream and the ice cream that I got ended up and um, it usually has four ice cream bars in there. And it ended up, I think it was only three or two or something like that. And then they were smaller, too. I think, um, which one, the Klondikes? 
and they were even smaller. So, you know, you're getting less and you're paying more. So they're downsizing and they're deliberately downsizing. And this again, this article here is from uh, 2021. But here's one here where they are talking about it from 2022. And let's take a look at this here. Prices increased across the board on housing, furniture, used cars, and much more. Rates for hotel rooms, though, were among the few things that dropped. Not only are things costing more, you're getting less of them. As money editor John Delano explains, instead of raising prices on some products, some manufacturers have shrunk the size of their packages. It's called shrinkflation downsizing a product without changing its price. It's really a sneaky way to pass on a price increase. Edgar Dworsky, the founder of Consumer World and Mouseprint, has collected many examples of shrinkflation, which happens more during times of inflation like this. The manufacturer knows most consumers are not net weight conscious. They don't look at the fine print on the product box, so they won't even realize They've, they've been snookered. In some cases, the packaging is the same with just fewer items inside, like this bottle of pills with 10 fewer pills or a bag of chips with one ounce less chips. Other manufacturers have downsized both their packages and what's inside. The original Breyers ice cream, and this goes for other brands as well, was a half gallon, 64 ounces. Then they took out a full cup and it became 56 ounces. And then the current ice cream is 48 ounces. They took out another cup. Now, when you see all these packages lined up like this, you can see the packages smaller. But we usually don't have that opportunity on the supermarket shelf to see the old and the new. I asked Worski what he thought was most likely to be subject to shrinkflation. Well, one of the big categories tends to be paper products. Over the years, paper towels. You know, each sheet has gotten a little narrower, a little shorter. Same thing with uh, toilet paper. He also says candy has undergone shrinkflation, along with lots of cereals and some beverages. Although a half gallon of milk is still a half gallon. His advice to consumers, be alert compare products and use unit pricing. That's on the grocery shelf. It'll tell you the price per ounce you're paying. If you get to know that, you'll be able to spot increases, even if they're done through shrinking the product. Is shrinkflation legal? Well, as long as the products are accurately labeled, it's hard to make a case for deceptive advertising. Well, you know, the thing is that um, the products are going to get smaller because we have BlackRock, which is a vanguard, the vanguard, uh, the people who are actually in charge of all of the money, uh, actually doing this. They're deliberately uh, creating what we call shrinkflation. So this is what, what we're looking at is, an, is a deliberate adjustment or change in uh, the uh, the way goods and services are have been delivered we're getting less and less you know you go to a hotel they won't even they don't even change your room anymore um, they're they you know doing the whole thing with the uh, you know that other thing that we were going through 
CV19. Supposedly, they were cutting back in services at the hotel to stop the spread. But what they were really doing was introducing us to this new world order in which you will not be served at all. There will be no service for you. You know, you have to actually do everything yourself. They're, they're creating a world now where they're shaping, um, they're shaping us and getting us used to having less and we're supposed to be happy with it. I remember when I went to Europe and I was visiting Europe, most of the people in Europe were much more satisfied with less and very happy about it. You know, I ordered a hamburger and they didn't put mustard and ketchup on it. And I had to ask for it and then they said, oh yeah, well, you know, that's a little bit extra. And you know, that's not everywhere, but those are some of the little bit small things that we're used to in America that uh, the people in the Europe Europe are already used to. If you go into the hotel rooms, the rooms are smaller. Uh, the the toilet seats are smaller. The uh, face the face bowls are smaller. All of these things are smaller. And if you even go to China or or, or Japan, I mean, you you're just going to be out of luck, you know, when it comes to that kind of thing. So uh, what, what it is, again, is an attack. It's an attack on people, on humanity. And uh, at the top of the scale, uh, you know, that uh, they're making the attack is that they're attacking all people. And uh, again, I, you know, I, I'll just make this observation that the person who's being under attack the most is the white male first. And then act after that, then the black male. And then, uh, of course, then they move on down the whole scale because, again, they want to get rid of independence and uh, the whole idea behind independence. They want that, uh, that whole spirit of being independent and they, they want that to be done away with and they want people to be at liberty. Uh, they don't want people to be at liberty. They want people to be dependent. That's, that's what I'm saying. So anyway, guys, I, I'm going to get out of here. I hope that uh, you guys are not offended by anything that I said. But uh, again, the truth, the truth will set you free. And whenever we speak the truth, sometimes we have to speak it in love and let you know that, you know, that's what uh, we're doing. But uh, let's keep prayerful. Let's be prayerful. Let's remember that, you know, our God is on the throne. He's the one who controls all things. And then all things that are being controlled by him will be eventually brought to justice by him. And until next time, remember that Jesus is the light of the world. And the truth shall set you free. God bless.